0: Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Alright, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy Deepul and the Celtics beat the Warriors 116 100 in game three of the NBA finals. Take a 2-1 series lead. And this game is as good as it gets for this Celtics team, Uh, at least three quarters of it, because we all know the third quarter never goes the Celtics way. But going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about game four, what the Celtics need to continue doing, what they did through three quarters today uh, in order to win game four and take a 3-1 series lead. Before we dive into all that, this podcast is brought to you by Riviere University in Nashua, New Hampshire. Riviere offers some of today's most sought-after undergraduate programs, including cybersecurity, biotechnology, and a top 100 nursing program. If you're looking to advance your career, Riviere offers a variety of graduate programs, both on campus and online, including a top 10 healthcare management MBA in grad programs in nursing, education, and computer science. With flexible schedules and tuition that's lower than our comp- lower than our competitors, Riviera is a decision you'll be glad you made. Visit rivier.edu for more information. This podcast is also brought to you by Recruit the Hood on Instagram. Is your dream to play college basketball? If so, we can help. Get one-on-one help marketing/ mentoring yourself or your student athlete. They accept high school classes from 2022 all the way to 2027. JUCO and NAIA transfers uh, through the NCAA transfer portal. Find them on Instagram and check them out on Recruit the Hood on Instagram. Alright, so let's dive into this. The Celtics came out with a massive win today. And this was really a very strong showing by what most people would call our big three. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. All three of these guys had an unbelievable night. But if I'm sitting here choosing one to take that you know, player of the game trophy here, part of me really wants to give it to Jalen Brown. Uh, but I really think I have to give it to Jason Tatum tonight. And here's why. Jalen Brown, as good as he played... He had 21 points at halftime, Uh, 17 points after the first, actually 22 at halftime. He only ended the game uh, with 27. So he absolutely lit Golden State up in that first, Uh, but from there, didn't contribute as much. Now, I can't say he didn't contribute fully, just scoring-wise, uh, he still can, like had 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists on super efficient shooting uh, in a very low turnover game. Only 2 turnovers for him. Uh, so really solid Jalen Brown game. But Jason Tatum stepped up in a massive, massive way tonight. Like He had 3 points after the first and then went on to finish the game uh, with... Let's see here. He finished the game 26 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. So Jason Tatum absolutely turned on the Jets in that second half. He had 18 points after the third. Uh, so he had a 7-point third quarter and then went on to add in another eighth in the four, 8 in the fourth. So this was a Jason Tatum takeover game. And I'm going to be honest, through the first half of the game, I thought he was horrible. He turned the ball over a couple times early, uh, but his shot just was not falling. Like, at the end of half, he was 4 of 10 from the field. Like, not good enough for a Jason Tatum game. He was going to the rack, trying to search out fouls. He wasn't going up strong. Uh, And second half, he completely flipped the script. Like he came out super aggressive, getting to the rack. And because he was aggressive, getting to the rack, trying to finish, and not just trying to get to the free throw line, he also found himself at the free throw line more. So, this is a game where Jason Tatum completely flipped on its head and came out and put the Celtics team forward here. So, you got to appreciate every single second of this from Jason Tatum. Uh, defensively, I thought he played great, uh, but really just the shot making down the stretch for him was huge. couple big fadeaways he had that strong crossover uh, in finish around clay uh, late in that fourth quarter. So he was just making all of the right plays down the stretch and that's exactly what you need from your superstar talent. And the other guy I've already touched on in a little bit here, Jalen Brown. This was probably the best defensive game I've seen Jalen Brown play this playoffs. He was doing absolutely everything. Like, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where he locked up Curry twice in a row, locked up Clay, and then one possession, Clay actually got past him. Jalen Brown comes from behind, swats the hell out of it. Like, just super, super impressive defensive game from Jalen Brown today. Uh, and this is exactly what you need, right? Like, how many times have we talked about both of these guys, that both of the Jays needing to play together on the same night? Tonight it happened, and it's a little bit of a an odd night because it was very much Jalen Brown heavy in the first half and very much Jason Tatum heavy in the second half. Uh, so you would like to see a, a complete game where they're both on, I guess we still haven't seen that, but if you look at the range of work that they were able to put together tonight, it's super impressive, offensively and defensively. Significantly less turnovers when you look at it from the both of them. Uh, Jason Tatum specifically has really struggled on that end uh, during this series, but tonight only two turnovers. Same with Jalen Brown, only two turnovers, both of them. Pretty solid games. Jalen Brown definitely had the more efficient night, only 9 of 16 compared to Jason Tatum's 9 of 23. But like I said, it's the the down-the-stretch plays that really swung this because in that third quarter where the Celtics ended up relinquishing an 18-point lead, uh, it was Jason Tatum that put the team on his back. It was Marcus Smart who put the team on his back. Like Both of these guys came out uh, in that third quarter and really just turned things up. And that's where I want to talk about Marcus Smart here for a little bit because he had a, a sneaky good game because a lot of people are just going to look at the stat line and be like, oh, he had five turnovers. Some of his turnovers, and I'll say this right now, were absolutely horrible. Three times tonight, Marcus Smart tried to drive down low and kind of do that like swing pass where he's going from behind the backboard up to the you know top of the key for the three. And he turned it over three times doing the exact same play. It's like a broken record. My God, was it frustrating? But when you needed big baskets, Marcus Smart was there. Like this is a pretty efficient night for him. Eight of 17 from the field, three of seven from three. Uh, but just overall, you look. Like you had 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists. And when the Celtics really needed it most, uh, he had a massive, massive uh rebound. It was the one play late in the game where you know Horford and Time Lord both tipped it. Draymond Green. Horford kind of falls on Curry's leg. Curry gets hurt. Draymond Green's on the on the floor. Marcus Smart dives, gets the rebound. Draymond Green fouls out after. Like, Marcus Smart is making just Marcus Smart plays. And I know that is like the cliche at this point because it always seems to be the case. But that, it always seems to be the case. Whenever there's a tough play that needs to be made and you need a Celtics to step up, Marcus Smart's there. And he did it again tonight. Absolutely love to see it. Another guy that really played well was Al Horford. Uh, this is a quieter game for Al, uh, but end of the night, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 of 7 from the field. You talk about a guy being super efficient. It wasn't someone that you know drastically took over the game, but it was a guy that went about his night, And just took care of business. There were a couple plays today where he did get the ball down low on Curry. Because of a fantastic Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart Pass. Happened twice. uh, Where he got it down low and made a tough shot with Curry in his face. One of them, I believe, was a foul on Curry as well. So this is the Celtics taking advantage of a matchup. And a lot of that came on Al Horford today. And it wasn't strictly the the shot making that Horford was doing. Defensively, he was great. Offensively, just from a playmaking standpoint, was fantastic. Like when you can get six assists out of Al Horford, that's a solid lineup right there. Riley, you've got nine assists from Tatum, six from Horford, five from Smart, five from JB. Like, does it get more efficient than that? Like, this is what this Celtics team needs to do. They need to keep the pace high and just move the ball. 28 assists tonight on 43 field goals made. Like, this is Celtics basketball. I've talked about it a bunch. The magic number for me on assists is 26. When they hit 26 assists, this team is really hard to beat. 28 tonight. It's what they need to keep doing. It's what they need to keep doing. Another sneaky, I don't even know if it's sneaky at this point, another good performance was Robert Williams. The first two games of this series, he's struggled. Everyone said it. It looks like he's been hurt. The jump hasn't been there. Uh, Offensively, he just isn't being aggressive. They're not finding him on alley-oops. Like, he hasn't been rebounding. There have been games where he'll end the night with two rebounds. Tonight, I thought he played absolutely incredible. Eight points tonight, ten rebounds, three steals, four blocks, and a team high plus twenty-one. Like this is the Robert Time Lord Williams that was second all team and second all NBA. Defensive. Like this is the guy. This is the Time Lord that the Celtics need. I was actually I was thinking to myself today about how frustrating it is. Not seeing Robert, not seeing the same Robert Williams that we saw all season long in this playoff so far. Because we really haven't. He hasn't been himself. And that part is super frustrating, especially when they're making an incredible run like they are right now. Uh, but tonight we saw it. Tonight we saw it. Like this is how he needs to play. And if he does, this Celtics team is so hard to beat. Because the Warriors don't have a matchup for it. Like, there were times where he was jumping over Draymond Green and getting rebounds. Like, he got his own offensive rebound, his own missed shot, and put it back over Draymond Green. Like, Draymond just looked frustrated today. And a lot of it, I think, came from the fact that Robert Williams was in there and he was actually playing really good basketball. Like, we've seen Ime keep his minutes down low, low 20s. Tonight, 26 minutes. It's not like it's a crazy big game for him, but it's a lot more than what he's been getting. This is the time, lord that we need. Like, this is a, this is a great performance overall from our starting five, but it doesn't stop there. Like, we had really good performances throughout. You know, really, when I say throughout, it basically extends to Grant, And Derek White there, because we didn't really see too much Pritchard. Only 10 minutes there uh, for Pritchard. But Grant Williams tonight stepped up. Again, defensively, he played really well. But he also chipped in offensively. 10 points on 4 of 7 from the field. And it wasn't his normal snipe from the corner type game. Like He had a couple baseline drives. He had an offensive rebound that he put back. So he's making all the right plays too. Like these this is the way the Celtics need to play basketball. They need to be super aggressive, they need to push the pace, and they need to find guys. Like all of this, all of this solid per play stems from the fact that the Celtics were driving and dishing all night long. Like, yes, Tatum still had his ISO moments. Yes, Jalen Brown still had his ISO moments in spurts. But the majority of today's game was great basketball the third quarter was certainly the anomaly uh, but we'll definitely talk about that but before we do I want to talk about Derek White here too this is a guy you look at his plus minus it's pretty bad like he was a minus 12 tonight I don't think he played bad basketball like defensively I thought he was great per usual couple of lockdown defensive plays on uh Curry and Clay, for that matter But he also took, I think it was two charges. Uh, He had one great take late in the shot clock that helped put the Celtics up. Like this is a solid Derek White game, and people are just gonna look at the fact that you know he didn't shoot the ball really well, and he had a, a negative plus minus, and say that this wasn't a good game for him, and they're wrong. Like, this is a great game, 1-7 through for these guys. Again, Peyton Pritchard got in, really strong defensive play uh, to start the fourth quarter, forcing a travel on Jordan Poole. Uh, Outside of that, kind of a no-show. I mean, he hit a big three from Tatum uh, in the second quarter, but that's about it. That's the the Peyton Pritchard experience for Game 3. But the Celtics did a lot of really good things well. Like Jalen Brown went off. But you look at the way that they held the Warriors uh shooting in the first half. Like we ha- they were shooting 34% from the field in the entire first half. And <laughs> like at that point, you just you look and you're in awe. This Celtics team defensively is so so solid. When you can hold guys, when you can hold a team to 35%, like you're doing everything you can to win that game. Again, it all boils down to the third quarter. The only reason this wasn't a blowout was because the third quarter, once again, was a meltdown. Absolute shit show. So I want to dive into it. What happened in the third quarter? and how the Celtics can fix that. Before I dive into that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With a DraftKings same-game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, and you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimmis with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Okay, so let's talk some negatives here. I'm going to keep this section short because the Celtics came out with a big victory. But there are a lot of things that the Celtics did tonight that cannot continue or they're going to, they're going to find themselves losing game four. And nobody wants to see that. Like, the Celtics have not really proven that, in the playoffs at least, that we're capable of putting together a great stretch of basketball. Like, it's pretty clear that the Celtics do not want to lose back-to-back games, but we haven't really proved that we're winning many back-to-back games either. Obviously, it's happened, but the Celtics need to figure this out and go out there and dominate Game 4. And if they clean up some of the mistakes that they made tonight, they will do that. So let's dive into them. Uh, Turnovers continued to be an issue. Not as much as they have in the past. Not as much as the majority of this series. Uh, But we gave up, we had 12 turnovers. We gave up 19 points off of those turnovers. I talked about Marcus Smart having... Three of those uh, off of basically the exact same play. Five total in the game. All of these turnovers are still live ball turnovers. And that's the reason that there are so many points off of them. Like the Golden State Warriors turned the ball over 17 times tonight. We scored 17 points off of those turnovers. Not all of them were were live ball turnovers. That's the big difference. Like they can go out, turn the ball over five more times than us, and still give up less points off turnovers like that to me is an issue, and obviously they cleaned up the turnovers more tonight. It's not like we went out and had nineteen right twelve is I would say it's an acceptable number i would most people would want to be around ten or lower uh. I'm not going to be nitpicky here. I'm not going to be like, okay, okay, we need to turn the ball over less than that. Uh, But it's the type of turnovers that are killing this team. All of these live ball turnovers are absolutely throwing the Celtics for a loop. You have to give a little bit of credit here to the Golden State Warriors because they made a huge run at this, took a lead in that third quarter. Uh, But, again, credit the Celtics for bouncing back because we've seen it happen all too often. Uh again, not recently, but we've seen it happen all too often during the regular season where we got hit in the mouth and we didn't respond. We have been through this like incredible stretch of basketball since January. The Celtics have been backing it up. They've been super resilient. But there was a stretch here where the Celtics gave up 8 points In 37 seconds, late in the second, right after the Horford missed free throws. It was Horford missed free throws, and then Horford ended up fouling. Actually, we turned the ball over, which led to uh, an easy layup. And then Horford fouled Curry on a three-point attempt that he made. Also got called for a technical. And then they went on to hit the free throw, and then Otto Porter Jr., Also had a crazy buzzer, like, shot clock beating three-point attempt from deep. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. Turnovers started that whole rally. But on top of that, you have missed free throws. And tonight, that was a huge, huge Achilles heel. The thing that kills me is the Celtics team in the regular season... I want to say they were the second highest free throw shooting team in the NBA. Second highest. They shot like 80-something, 82%, I believe it was, as a team, which is really good. Tonight, 17 of 24. We missed seven free throws tonight. Shot 70%. These are, they call them free for a reason, right? And I know that's a dumb comment to say. Everyone says it. But that's the point. Right? Like it's called free throws because it's supposed to be an easy bucket. It's not contested. Right? If you're missing seven of those and then also going off and giving up 19 points off of your seven or, or if you're twelve turnovers, that's a lot of points that you're just giving up. Right? Twenty six points the Celtics just gave away. You have to clean that number up. You have to. Because these are the two things that are really, really holding you back. Right? Like, I will give the Celtics all the credit in the world. One of the things that they've struggled with the first two games was the offensive glass. The Warriors have out rebounded us uh, in the first two games. Tonight, Rob stepped up, guys stepped up, Marcus Smart, you know, Grant. Horford, Tatum, Brown, everyone, they all got offensive rebounds tonight. We had 15 as a team. Like that is one of the like the big differences in this game. We limited the offensive glass for them tonight. They only had six, and that's because guys were super aggressive. Like one of the one of the things that the Celtics did really well tonight was got a, a solid rebounding performance from Rob. And it's it's that simple. I'm not sitting here and saying that Rob needs to go out and get you know a double double every night, uh, but we need Rob to be that efficient rebounder. Like he's one of the best offensive rebounding guys in the league, but he's also a very good defensive rebounder. Like he cleans up down low. He hasn't done that the first two games. We need that to continue. The other thing that the Celtics really still struggled with was drop coverage, like dropping in man coverage. It happened so many times again tonight. And it's just so frustrating because, you know, you're playing two of the best shooters in NBA history and definitely the best shooter in NBA history and Steph Curry, but Klay Thompson is no slouch. Like both of these guys went out, Steph Curry had 31 points On 12 of 22, 6 of 11 from 3. Klay Thompson, 25 points, 7 of 17, 5 of 13 from 3. Like, both of these guys are going out and giving the Warriors absolutely everything they have. That needs to be cleaned up. All of these easy threes are coming from drop coverage. It's not the extremely efficient switching defense that we've seen all season. Like Rob Williams, credit to him, there was one play late in the fourth where he was caught on a switch with Clay and got out in front of him and blocked the shot. And it happened with Curry too. So there were a couple instances tonight where Rob played it really well, but they do it so often that it's very easy to slip like It's very easy to slip behind a screen and just say, oh, someone else will get it. Guess what? It's not happening every time. It is happening at some points, but the Celtics need to clean that up. You cannot give Steph Curry and Klay Thompson open looks because they'll torture you for 50-plus points combined. And when that happens, you're putting yourselves in a tough spot. Clearly, the Celtics battled out, pulled off this victory with them scoring 56 combined points. I don't want to have to see that again though. Because if you have a good shooting performance, if you have a good game from Jordan Poole or even Wiggins for that matter who is one of six from three this is a different ball game. Right? So these are the things that need to be switched here for game four. But other than that the Celtics played a solid game. Got punched in the mouth in the third, but came back and punched him back. And that's all you can ask for. Like We gave up 11 points in that fourth quarter. We outscored them 23-11 to 11 in that fourth. We went out and got outscored 33-25 in the third, so that part's tough. Uh, but other than that, the Celtics won three of the four quarters pretty handily. So the Celtics need to keep it up, focus on the turnovers, try to limit the live ball turnovers, continue attacking the glass, and for God's sake, just take your goddamn free throws. That's it. Those are the three keys to the game. Do that in game four. The Celtics come out on top, 3-1, heading back to Golden State. That's a huge, huge tipping point for the Celtics. That's where we're going to drop things off for today. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?